0: So if you are extremely online and you are in fandom, you've seen people talking about the Archive of Our Own and their budget after Twitter user By Heretic, uh attended their finance meeting and then did Thread talking about how... Uh, the AO3 basically has no idea what to do with their money, has not done any of the projects they said they were going to do, like all the anti-racism we were promised in June two- 2020. And um, it's a lot of money. It's like over a million dollars, right? And to just be sitting on. And part of the problem that then followed is that fandom is full of sheep. So all of these people, even though the AO3 basically said, we don't know what we're doing with this money, we are doing our best, have then decided that actually AO3 is putting that money in storage for legal because they're constantly, constantly under attack and need legal money. Except the AO3, um, for uh, an organization, the AO3 and OTW Organization for Transformative Works, for an organization that is supposedly so concerned with um, legal, their legal fund or the portion of their budget aimed at legal is $2,500. So that doesn't make any sense to say, oh, they're doing this for, for legal because thick is under attack. When? We're in 2021, not 2001. Anne Rice is not paying attention to what any of us are doing, right? Um, And so everybody is coming out of the woodwork to defend something really specific that's really fucked up. They're defending racism in fandom and fanfic. And that's not an exaggeration. They're literally, in some cases, saying that racist fanfiction has a right to exist, but people of color are talking about Racism and fandom do not, right? And, um, people are defending racist works, like overtly racist works. There's a thread going around that people are, like, quoting and ratioing to Helen back, where the OP is like, um, if AO3 did something about racism, all of the, um, The danmei and anime fandoms would be would be wiped out of the earth and overnight, and K-pop fandom too. And I'm like, I don't read that much uh, danmei fandoms uh, fan works because like I'm working through the source material, but I read a lot of different anime fandom fanfics and K-pop. And while the stories can be racist, it's really not at the extent that you know, doing basic like slurs are bad kind of anti-racism would wipe out like no. <laughs> it, that shows that you don't know anything about K-pop fandom at the very least. And so all these people are making these like really embarrassing, like high key racist threads. Um and they're doing it in front of your salads and nobody cares. They're just like, this is in defense of my fan fiction. So it must be fine. And I'm like, if people are telling you that you have to pay a racism tax to keep having your fanfic. It's not fine. Your fandom's racist, and so are the people insisting you accept racism. So um oh my god. Let's see. Of the of the absolutely wild things, um one person said To quote a 20-year-old who was talking about racism and fandom on the AO3, who did a tweet that said, AO3 has a racism problem and we should be able to address it without people getting upset. And then all of the quotes and replies are people getting upset, calling this person a Puritan, saying that they are an awful human being who hates queer people and who hates people of color and who hates, uh, women, because that, that's rational. Uh, this person quoted and said, tell, broke character on their Star Wars role playing account, the whole ass dweeb, to say, Tell me you're too young to remember when fanfics were actively policed and removed and how AO3 was a beacon of creative f- creative freedom in spite of the fact that it contains offensive fics that needs to be protected at all costs without telling me that. And then follow up tweet. AO3 was set up so people could publish without fear of retaliation or lawsuits. Yes, lawsuits. But with that freedom came the understanding that freedom had to be all inclusive. They are not responsible for policing content on their site, only protecting the freedom to post. And aside from the fact that actually the AO3 has had people remove satirical fix poking at racism and fandom or meta fandom works calling out racism, specifically, like we're not even getting into the other stuff, just the racism. Um how about the fact that um, some of us are old enough to remember those bad old days of fanfiction? You know, the live journal days you bitches cry and moan about all the time. Like you're always like, oh, "I miss live journal." Well, I like being able to upload a picture on social media without having to go through photo bucket. Like, shut the fuck up. Um, sorry, that's mean, and you will have checked out. But whatever. Um, this person, though, then went on to tweet in response to somebody going, you are racist, dude. It doesn't matter what you have to say. You literally compared racism to being LGBT. That's disgusting. Quoted that, still breaking character on their Star Wars role-playing account, and went, nope, I compared the desire to censor racism with the reality of LGBT censorship that many of us remember. AO3's platform is freedom from retaliation for any fanfic creator. That means there is reprehensible material on their site, but it's not their job to fix that. And if you run a site that does user-generated content, you actually do have a responsibility to monitor what your site posts because you don't want to get sued for the user-generated content. But also, um, this person did compare the desire. She, She did compare people of color going racism is bad to homophobes harassing queer people in early online fandom that's the explicit comparison this person is making on their star wars role player account um racist then what else has happened um Everybody is, like, really obsessed with talking about these, like, moderators, these hypothetical moderators of color that would be so traumatized by going, oh, this person used the N-word in their story, and I don't think they're Black, because when I go to their Twitter, which is linked in their bio, they say, I am not Black, I am just a racist. You know, they think that that, that that's so hard for people of color, but then they don't want to do anything about racism and fandom, right? So... It's okay that fans on the ground are seeing racist content in fandom and, you know, fans are harassing fans of color. That's fine. You see that on the ao 3 every day. It's normal to fandom. But those poor hypothetical moderators who might, in like five years, because of how goddamn slow the ao 3 is, might have to do something about it. They... They're so sad. You have to think about them. And... I will say, because people keep bringing up Facebook moderation, and I've talked about this, and I'll post the post at some point in the coming month, there's nothing on AO3 as bad as the moderators see on Facebook. But if you think there are, I think that's a problem that AO3 needs to fix, because that shit is horrifying. Think about that. Um these people are so unintelligent. So ByHeretic on Twitter tweeted a thread that started with also like, how would AO3 banning racism ruin fanfiction? That doesn't make them more or less susceptible to copyright issues. Quote, fanfiction has been under attack. Cool. But how is that? How is not being racist hurting fanfiction? What's the legal grounds for that? And this absolute mumu, absolute, the moomooiest of mumus, replied with, there's no legal question in this. If you're asking whether or not the courts would consider racism and fiction to be harmful, then I'd say no. There are no legal grounds. Fiction cannot harm a real person. And then parentheses, because it matters, and this person is not hiding behind their race like I apparently am by putting my real fucking face on the internet, uh, goes, racism in law is my concentration in law school. No, I'm not white. So first of all, you are absolutely hiding behind your race. Um, just saying. But second of all, the actual question that By Heretic asked is how would AO3 banning racism ruin fanfiction? That's it. Because when we go, the AO3 should do something about racism. Some people are saying tagging, some people are saying uh, terms of service, some people are saying offensive content policy, right? And then there are the people going, don't do anything. Racism is normal. If you remove the racism, my Baku Deku Omega Burst first fanfiction will be the next to be removed. And the answer to that is only if it's fucking racist. Ugh. Right? So so well, this person isn't even responding to the question that by heretic is asking. So their law degree does not convey upon them, or their law school does not convey upon them, reading comprehension. At all. But then, so two people commented about Birth of a Nation in response to the fiction doesn't hurt real people. Like, fiction cannot harm a real person. And actually, that's that's a lie. That's wrong. It's not backed up by uh, media studies. Um, Birth of a Nation specifically is referenced in these conversations because Birth of the Nation rekindled um, white supremacy in the United States and inspired white supremacy in the United States to take new heights, especially after President Woodrow Wilson screened it on the lawn of the White House. If you watch the film um, Horror Noir on Shudder, the first segment after the Get Out intro is about Birth of a Nation and the birth of Black horror, both the horror of Blackness for white people who are racist, or who don't think they're racist, and the horror of that film for Black people and if any of these people had even an ounce of interaction with media studies they would know this but they don't they don't they have like one class they have like a professor who's also like extremely fandom brained and they think that they're experts and that all of the experts the real ones are fake academics and fake woke um But in response to Birth of a Nation, that user who's all, fiction doesn't hurt people, goes, I'm not actually sure if you're agreeing or disagreeing with me, but I'll bite. Yes, fiction is a tool used for propaganda. However, regulating fiction is not where we should go. We should regulate the people themselves. How? Education welfare program for the disadvantaged, actual minority outreach and getting more people of color into writers rooms on television programs and into the media, own voices, not shoving it under a rug, but by pushing it out into the open. Regulating fiction has always been a tool for oppression. That's literally what the Nazis did. And if you're, if you think Nazis cared about racism and fiction, the thing I would like to tell you is not nice. And I won't say it but imagine it because it's what I'm thinking. Okay. Nazis did not regulate fiction in order to protect people of color. And going, the AO3 should moderate or find a way to mitigate, mitigate, since it's so hard for you people, mitigate racism and fan works. That does that's hard. That's, that's not a Nazi thing. And if you think that, you know, thank you for, um, what is it? Tapping Godwin's Law in 2021 in defense of racist fucking fan fiction, you weirdos. Um, but also all of these things, right? So like education. And they all say that. They say instead of, uh, asking for the AO3 to remove content or change their TOS, blah, blah, blah. We need to talk about what racism looks like. Almost all of these people hate my goddamn guts. Almost all of them call me some fucking auntie and say, like, Stitch is too mean to be addition to. Uh Stitch doesn't like Raylo, so that means she hates my Bakudaku Daku Omegaverse. Which is, like, that would be so fucked up and wrong. I would never do that. I love both of those things. But you want... Education. You want conversations about racism in general fan fiction, fandom spaces. You want uh, welfare programs for the disadvantaged. I would love to see how that stops racism in fandom. Please show me that. How that's going to help? You know, the neo Nazis stealthing their fic. How that's going to how that's going to stop them from putting their bigotry into fandom. Please tell me that. Um, Getting more people of color into writer's rooms and television programs and into the media. The media that you guys don't consume, you don't consume media with black and brown people. And when you do, when you write us after watching that media, you do it freaking racistly. You are not, this is not going to help the racists and fandom because the racists and fandom have no incentive to be better. So that's why the goal should focus on protecting people of color and fandom who Who are being affected by racism because there are some people of color who are not being affected by racism and who are actually um, supporting it and promoting racism and lying about other people of color in fandom. Like those people going, as a person of color, I think racist fan fiction has a home on the AO3, or as a person of color, I find racism in fiction so gross, but I will die on the hill to defend it. You know you don't have to listen to them, right? (laughs) Like, that person's not intelligent. You don't have to um, treat them like they are. Because they're defending racism while black and brown. You can just ignore them. Promise you. The last one. Last thing is, I saw someone. This is, like, so fucking... AO3 has a racism problem. AO3 has a pedophilia problem. Doesn't, that's not how that word works. But anyway, AO3 is an archive. They have no power over the content posted there if it doesn't break US federal laws. Twitter, on the other hand, does have power over the rampant racism and CSEM in there. Yet you still choose to use it. Like, do you go to the library and say to the librarian, why the fuck do you have Mein Kampf? Because you understand they aren't in charge of the library they aren't in charge of what the library stores. So what's so fucking different about AO3? First of all, let's go with the first tweet. The AO3 could have power over what is posted there if their terms of service had been updated in the past what thirteen years, fifteen years? Um aren't are we choosing to use Twitter? I am not choosing to use Twitter. I am forced to use Twitter to communicate with people because Twitter is somehow still better than Tumblr. Because all of you people who harass me behind a block on Twitter would just do it directly on Tumblr. That's why I'm not on Tumblr anymore. But then the kicker is the, would you go to a librarian and say, why the fuck do you have Mein Kampf? Um, this is where we hit Godwin's Law again. And it is in the first of all, you do not understand that libraries, like if I go to my public library, they don't have copies of Mein Kampf lying around. I'm not going to find that book on the bookshelf. If I go to a university library, maybe, but a public library is not actually going to have a copy of Mein Kampf in circulation unless it is a community that uses it for reference a lot. In that case, they probably keep an eye on who's you know, doing it. But librarians are actually responsible for and in charge of what the library stores. We as users recommend books, we request books, but the librarian gets the final say in what gets sold and what it's what gets bought for their library. And all of these people talking about how archives are apolitical and they mean neutral in their way, not actually apolitical which is non-existent all these people talking about libraries, um, librarians don't have any say over the work, librarians, uh, let all content happen, have no idea what the fuck they're talking about. No idea. They've been in libraries, they've taken out books, they've maybe requested Lolita, you know, and they think that's so edgy, like, but it's not the same thing as, like, the Turner Diaries or Mein Kampf, and why would you say Mein Kampf when again the Turner Diaries <laughs> exists and is a lot easier to stealth into white supremacy? But it's just really wild to me that like, people people are saying this. Would you compl- would you ask a librarian where the fuck do you have Mein Kampf? Well, the librarian isn't like sitting there kikiing about people reading it and being hurt over it. I don't know. Like, you guys really come up with the weirdest arguments that make no sense. And then, like, we're expected to take you all seriously when you're basically, like, toddlers throwing, like, food at us. It's very weird. Um Like, I feel disgusted that I have sat here and sat here for 20 minutes and done this. Um, But it was just so wild. I think this was the the straw that broke my my hump. (laughs) Because libraries don't have Mein Kampf lying around. And librarians do get to say, I reject this request because it is full of bigotry. And it can harm vulnerable patrons. Because while you think uh, fiction doesn't impact reality and cannot hurt real people, the actual history of media studies around the world shows that media, fiction and not, can be used as effective tools to hurt other people and shave the perceptions that we have of marginalized people. Whether or not we are marginalized ourselves consuming that content, if you are like, this isn't the same as um, hitting someone with a book, No it's actually worse. But you're not on the level to understand why. So I think you should just go back to throwing food at people, maybe on your level, like your peers, your fellow toddlers.